Dai dai sitchitanya, dai anichananda, dai adhitachanda, dai agora bhaktavinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, we started discussing the first 14 verses of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, which are the uh, Mangala Charan, the verses that invoke auspiciousness, the verses that set the objective, uh, and the verses that are looking for blessings. So, in these verses, um, various personalities are invoked. And uh, in the first verse, we are seeing how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is manifesting himself in different ways. And I'll just go there. It is said, mm. uh, so Sri Krishna Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he's manifesting himself through the spiritual masters, through the devotees, to the incarnations of the Lord, his plenary portions, his energies, and uh, in this way, Lord Chaitanya is is present in various ways. Mm. And we're discussing these these points. There were six categories mentioned in that verse: Gurun, the spiritual masters; Isabaktan, the devotees. Isa Avatarakam, the incarnations of the Lord, Tat Pakasham, his plenary portions, Tat Shakti, his energies, and Isam, the prime of the Lord uh, himself. Um, so, in one way, we're looking at the spiritual masters, and, and then in the first of the six categories, uh, and then in the later five categories, the devotees, the avatars, the uh, plenary portions, energies, and Lord Himself. We're looking basically at the uh, at the Panchatattva here. Um, so let us uh, uh, continue to discuss. And uh, first, when we're speaking about the spiritual masters. So then I wanted to. Uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, is himself acting like a spiritual master. And in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is the foremost Acharya, uh, especially in the Madhya Leela and in the beginning in, in Jagannath Puri. Um, Lord Chaitanya was very much acting like uh, like the Acharya, and all were uh, following his directions. Um, um, he was like acting since he was acting out the role of a devotee, um, because although Lord Chaitanya was the supreme Lord, but because he was acting out the role of a devotee. Um, he was acting out the role 
of a perfect devotee. Therefore, he was acting out the role of an Acharya, of a teacher. And specifically in the Madhya Lila, he is a sannyasi, he is acting as a teacher, and he is setting standards and so on. Uh, he's directing the devotees, and all, all the devotees are acting as his servants. Uh, there is one Supreme Lord, and all others are his servants. So, um, then in, in, in final pastimes, Lord Chaitanya is, is no longer directly able to uh, instruct the devotees, but he, he shows by his behavior, uh, by his behavior. Even in the Adi Lila, we can say in a way, Lord Chaitanya is also acting as a teacher. Um, first, he is teaching us of, of what not to do. Um, He's teaching uh, how, how all the nyaya and all the logic, which was such a big thing in a contemporary uh, time where he appeared. Um, learning was so in the center of everything and brahmanas were like just hair splitting on Sanskrit, on interpretation of Sanskrit grammar. And he is Nimai Pandit and he's more expert than anyone but then in the end, he just, he just abandons it, just like that, and, and takes up bhakti and starts to um, explain everything, everything in relation with Krishna. And, and he points out, and he begins to teach the root word of every Sanskrit word, oh, and he leads it all back to Krishna. And therefore, he, any word, he explains it in such a way, based on Sanskrit grammar, that it means Krishna. And of course, that is not, uh, not artificial. That is actually the exalted meaning of, of everything. Because everything comes from Krishna. Everything is Krishna's energy. And everything is meant for, for Krishna only. And therefore, really, Krishna is, is all that ever really matters. Yes. Well, okay. So I was thinking about Vande Gurun uh, looking at the spiritual masters, and I was looking at the spiritual master in terms of Acharyas and how we have uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, uh, and then, of course, we discussed earlier, we had Srupa Damodar as an Acharya, as a secretary. Uh, but especially Rupa Goswami is the, uh, the leading Acharya in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, not just, not so much in the external pastimes, but in, in his teachings that are taken and are, uh, are presented there. As, uh, as being the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Very interesting in the chapters where Lord Chaitanya is discussing Sanatana Goswami, Krishna Daskaviraj has just given uh, the, a portion of the 
Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And you just cut and paste and, and just quoted a whole series of verses. Um, because basically, um, Krishidas obviously didn't have a, a recording of that uh, discussion, but he took it, the essence of that discussion was simply the entire uh, teachings, Sitchitani Mahaprabhu was revealing his teachings to Sanatana Goswami, and these teachings are, are expressed perfectly in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and that is why quoting that in these chapters would be the best way to uh, to uh, uh, yeah to exp express the essence of what was discussed between Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sanatana Goswami. So he just cut and paste, which is uh, very interesting, uh, and. Uh, so Rupa Goswami is very prominent. Sanatana Goswami is also important. Uh, so the Rasacharya, the uh, Sanatana Goswami, uh, the six Goswamis in general. Mm. Another, so Rupa Goswami makes one important point. He makes many important points, but one important point is the verse, Sruti Smiti Purana Di Panchrata Bidim Vina and with that, he says, devotional service performed without reverence to the Vedas, Puranas, Pancharatras, etc., must be considered sentimentalism, and it causes nothing but disturbance in society. So here he defines the, the movement of Lord Chaitanya very clearly as being under the authority of the Veda. Uh, and uh, yeah, that brings immediately so many elements in. Uh, as soon as there is is Veda, then uh, there's also Guru, uh, because scriptures establish Guru. Therefore, Rupa Goswami also says, "Ado Guru Padasraya." Uh, Ado first, there is taking shelter of the feet of the Guru. And that's not like first in time, it's more like, like a building. If you look at Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it's like Rupa Goswami is given, giving us the building blocks, how to construct a spiritual life. And as we are getting these building blocks of sadhana bhakti, uh, uh, there are 64 limbs of sadhana bhakti to cultivate one's love for Krishna. And, but the first foundation is Ado Guru Padasraya. One takes shelter of Guru, and it is not a one-time thing. It's not, okay, that's first, so let me take shelter of Guru, and then that's done. No, it's an ongoing thing. So it's the ongoing taking shelter of Guru, and the ongoing attitude of being the servant of the spiritual master. And that is the foundation of the whole uh, of the whole structure of one's spiritual life. When that Ado Guru Padasraya uh, becomes weakened, then the whole structure becomes weakened. And if that Ado Guru Padasraya is just removed, then the whole structure will collapse, basically. So in this way, Ado Guru Padasraya means uh, first, take shelter of Guru, is an ongoing thing. And that is... Uh, 
is interesting, I think. Um, so then I was thinking, um, I discussed something about uh, Siksha and Diksha Guru yesterday, but maybe I'll do that again. Let me discuss the Siksha, Diksha and Varma Padarshak Guru. Uh, so Varma Padarshak Guru is the one who first shows us the path. Um, a Vartma Padarsha Guru, as we can see, uh, can be of, of even of the level of a neophyte. And there's two examples that come to mind. One is, uh, I mentioned yesterday, Chintamani, the Guru of Bilva, the, the prostitute who guided Bilva Mangala Thakur towards, the, uh, uh, towards spiritual life. Uh, I told the story yesterday. And also Dhruva's mother, uh, because Dhruva was very upset. He was denied to sit on the lap of his father. And he went to his mother and his mother said, yes, there's nothing I can do because it is true. I'm not the favorite queen of the king. So, yes, there's nothing I can do for you. Dhruva was so angry. Something has to be done. So his mother said, okay. Uh, so she said, yes, I cannot help you. Only God can help you. Okay, where can I find him? And then she said, well, some say, people say he can be found in the forest. Uva went to the forest. And then, of course, there, uh, Narada Muni, who is greatly empowered, who is so much empowered that he has the same potency as the super soul that he knows he knows the heart of every living being. He understood the heart of Dhruva Maharaj and the unique determination of this boy. Although he knew that his, uh, his, his orientation was uh, confused, Narada decided with such determination, uh, he could go a long way and he went there to instruct him. And he instructed him to perform Astanga Yoga, to chant Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, and to make a deity of clay and to worship that deity of clay. So in this way, um, Dhruva then started to practice and then Narada became his, his real guru, right? Uh, call it Diksha and Siksha. He, uh, he then really, um, accepted him and and uh, as gave him full instructions and and Dhruva fully accepted those instructions in this way uh, we count Dhruva as the disciple of uh, of Narada um, okay they didn't Narada didn't chant on his beats and hand him over there was no fire yagya there were no questions, how many rounds, how many vows. It was uh, informal, but it was a very firm relationship because uh, Juva lived by it completely. Mm. So, uh, but at the end of his life, then, uh, then a, a Vaikuntha plane comes for Juva and Juva, uh, as he is in the plane, says, wait a minute, what about my mother? Um, if I deserve to be here at all, it is only 
because of her, because she instructed me. Therefore, the credit goes to her. It's not my credit. So what about her? And then he saw there was a second plane and she was in there and she was also going back. Um, so uh, Prabhupada, of course, makes this amazing comment. Prabhupada says, yes. Um, so he says, in the same way, um, although I'm not qualified, I hope that somehow or other, one of my disciples will become a pure devotee and that that disciple may deliver me. That <laughs> is such a, such a great and humble statement. And, uh, and just, just also illustrating uh, how Prabhupada saw, so the so Guru simply as, as the carrier of the message of Krishna. Uh, as as the, as carrying Krishna Upadesh, and you know, uh, Tarakai Krishna Upadesh Amar Agyai Desh. So everyone become a guru and give this Krishna Upadesh. And Prabhupada is seeing how he's giving this Krishna Upadesh and how he's just carrying that message, and and that he's just the postman. Uh, and saying the spiritual master is just the postman. He's just carrying the message. Hmm. And the message may act. Uh, the message may act. Like here we see how in that purport, Prabhupada is indicating that the disciple could become more advanced than the spiritual master. Prabhupada is uh, addressing the point. Uh, it is an interesting, very significant purport. Anyway, so the Vartmapadarsha guru could be uh, could be a guru who is is not really uh, even a serious practicing devotee. Uh, could be a Kanista Adhikari, a, a neophyte. Right? Uh, but the Vartmapadarsha could also be more advanced, could be a Madhyam, could be an Uttam. Obviously, if the Vaitma Padarshak Guru is an Uttam, he could possibly uh, transform that uh, the person he meets uh, completely, completely change his life. Uh, one example is, of course, the example of uh, Saranga Thakur, who had been told by Mahaprabhu he should initiate someone said, okay, tomorrow the first person I meet. And he went to take bath in the river when it was still dark and someone bumped into him and said, okay, this is the one. But it was um, a person who had been bitten by a snake. And it is the custom in Bengal that when someone is bitten by a snake that they put the body on a raft of banana trees with a mosquito net over it and sent the body out down the river because sometimes such bodies come back to life. Uh, so anyway, uh, Murai, uh, no, no, uh, Saringitakur touched that, that body uh, with his lotus foot and, and then the person was revived 
and became his disciple, named Murari Chaitanya. Murari Chaitanya was fearless of death. He would slap tigers in the face and in the forest and say, Chan Hare Krishna. He played with snakes on his lap. He's totally fearless of death. Uh, a very transcendental personality. Um, ah, he's already been dead, so, you know, got over it, got over the fear. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's one example. Or you can think of Srila Prabhupada, who um, somehow or other, the, a Dutch architect named Hans Kalman wound up in Juhu and just was on the land of where the Juhu, where the temporary Juhu temple uh, was, had been constructed. And uh, Tamal Krishnamarch met this, this person, spoke to him, found out he's an architect. Then he brought him to Prabhupada, said, Prabhupada, this is uh, Hans Kalman from Holland. Uh, he's an architect. Tamal Krishnamarch knew well that Prabhupada was looking for an architect. So Prabhupada's eyes became big and round. Oh, an architect. Bring pen and paper. And, uh, and they brought pen and paper. And Prabhupada asked him, explained that he wanted to make a temple in Vrindavan, a traditional temple. And he asked if, if Surabi could make a design, or sorry, if Hans Kerman could make a design. Now, Hans Kerman uh, did make a design. Now, I, I, I have in the past worked with, uh, with him and uh, Hans Kalman later became Surabi Swami. And uh, Hans Kalman, uh, he, Surabi Swami, he was able, when he was drawing, he could take a pen, put it to paper and just draw a building in one line without ever lifting the pen. Just like just one constant sketch and just like draw a whole building. And uh, so he drew, he made a sketch of a temple and Prabhupada loved it. And then Prabhupada said, he said, um, tomorrow, uh, I, tomorrow we have a function. Uh, there will be an initiation. And, uh, and I want to invite you uh, to come. And Hans said, oh, that sounds very interesting. Um, who will be initiated? And Prabhupada said, you. <laughs> and he was initiated the next day. And it just went on like that. Uh, so this is like an example of when a very exalted Vaitma Padarsha guru is coming in contact with the devotee, then that devotee can just be completely uh, lifted above his, uh, his normal way of life and, and suddenly take up spiritual life uh, by the influence of such a great devotee. Uh, and in that way, Srila Prabhupada said that, I, I have created your pious credits. Um, so that is something to remember. Many of us, although Srila Rupa Goswami points out that generally uh, spiritual life 
is a continuation from uh, from previous life uh, that we can uh, remember that uh, uh, it may not necessarily be the case and that actually Srila Prabhupada has just simply lifted us up and created this interest in bhakti. Okay. So we has we had Vande Gurun Isabaktam. Isabaktam means the devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So the devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The the potency of these devotees is extraordinary. One Vaishnava, one Vaishnava in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could drown the entire universe in love of God. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes in his Jaiva Dharma, similarly a jiva who attains the ultimate objective, Krishna praying, divine love of Sri Krishna, can inundate the entire universe with Krishna praying. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is said, Sudha Prem Sukha Sindhu, Pai Tara Ekabindu, Se Bindu Jagat Dubaya. Kahi Bara Yogyanai Tatape Bolakai, Kaile Vakeva Patiyai. So, unalloyed love of Krishna is like an ocean of happiness. If someone gets a drop of it, the whole world can drown in that drop. And so if one devotee gets has a drop of this ocean, he can drown the whole world in that drop. It's um, jagat. It says jagat, so whole world, whole universe. Say bindu jagat, jagat Dubai. He can drown the whole universe. He is the whole world, but the whole universe, same thing. It's not befitting to express such love of Godhead. Is the second point. Yet a madman must speak. But even though he speaks, no one believes him. Lord Chaitanya is speaking. Um, so the potency of, of the Vaishnava, uh, of the devotees of Lord Chaitanya, is, is extraordinary. Um, that is to be understood. And, uh, and if we read the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is like that. These are amazing personalities, uh, effulgent and, 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 and very, very potent very potent personalities. Mm. So then uh, when it comes to the, uh, yeah, there's the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his, uh, his plenary portion, uh, his plenary, plenary portions, Krishna, is expanding himself. No. And in Dwarka, Krishna takes 16,108 uh, forms, and it's just Krishna becomes the 16,108 forms. So these are the Prakasa Rupa, or just expansions from him. Krishna also expands himself in Vaibhava forms, right? And 
Balaram is such a Vaibhava form, or Nityananda is such a Vaibhava expansion. And the Vaibhava expansion is, is Krishna. He's the same as Krishna. He, he looks like Krishna, but he doesn't exactly look like Krishna. But he has all the potency of Krishna. So in this way, Lord Chaitanya is described as Bhakta Rupa and Nityananda is described as Bhakta Swarup. He's Bhakta Swarup. So he's the Tatpakasham, he's the planetary portion. Nityananda, yes. So this is, uh, this is very significant. And then we get, uh, yeah, the Bhakta Avatar. Uh, we get Tat Avatar Kan. Uh, so there are obviously many avatars of Krishna, and we can uh, get into that in detail. Um, they have Purusha avatars, Leela avatars, Guna avatars, so many different avatars, different incarnations of the Lord. Right? But the the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita it does describe these various avatars, but it doesn't make a big thing about that. The, the avatar that is described at length is Advaita Acharya. Therefore, when we discuss the avatar, especially Advaita Acharya, is being, uh, being discussed. Huh? And uh, yes, when we discuss the bhaktas or the shakti sorted, and then we discuss Gadadhar. Um, and when we discuss, obviously, when we talk about Krishna's energies, we know very well that touch shakti, we have the antaranga shakti, the internal energy, the tatasta shakti, the marginal energy, the bhairangi shakti, the external energy, the material energy. Um, uh, the marginal energy being the living being, by external energy, the material energy, and then the spiritual energy, the antaranga energy. But when we're speaking about the bhakti shakti here, we're particularly referring to, to Gadadhar, who represents, uh, who represents then the ladini shakti, uh, the, the, uh, the, the pleasure potency of the Lord, the pleasure potency of <laughs> pure devotional service. So this is, and then finally, Isabaktan uh, uh, is, is then referring to, to Srivas. Uh, um, of course, we can uh, elaborate on each of these uh, topics, and, and that also happens. Uh, it's like, uh, we also get the, um, when we discuss the Isa Avataran, uh, and we go into Chaitanya Charitam, into the Srimad Bhagavatam, and we discuss the incarnations of the Lord given in the, uh, in, in the first canto, then uh, we are seeing that uh, among, there's a whole list of incarnations given. And that amongst these incarnations, there are incarnations that are Vishnu Tattva 
and there are incarnations that are Jiva Tattva. And the Jiva Tattva incarnations uh, are, uh, are known as Shakti Avesh, those who have the special, especially empowered with the divine energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, uh, yeah, the one book that also is cited in the Chaitanya Charitamrita when it comes to descriptions about incarnations, it is included. Then, uh, the one book that is being quoted is the Lagu Bhagavatamrita from uh, Srila Rupa Goswami, where incarnations of the Lord are extensively described. Um, but obviously, in, in the bigger context of this first verse, we are speaking, we are offering our basis to the different spiritual masters, and then we're offering our basis to the Panchatattva. Mm. Then um, there is a lecture of Srila Prabhupada on this uh, this first verse, and uh, I uh, and I have a transcript here, and I highlighted. <laughs> uh-huh. Excuse me. So I highlighted this. So the Goswami Siddhanta, that Krishna is one. There's no rivalry with Krishna. God is one. Eka Brahma Dvityanasti. There cannot be many gods. So when God, Krishna wants to enjoy his pleasure potency, that is Radharani. So he manifests himself, manifests his energy. His energy and he, there's no difference. Shakti, Shakti Mathur, Abeda. The Shastra says Shakti, and the Shakti Mat means one who possesses the Shakti. Shakti means power, potency. They're equal. There's no difference. Just like the sun. Sun is the powerful and sunshine is the power. So there's heat in the sun and there's heat also in the sunshine. There's light in the sun and there's light in the sunshine also. Therefore, <laughs> qualitatively, they're one. So far, heat and light is concerned. But the temperature of the sun and the temperature of the sunshine may be different. Maybe, actually, there is different. This is the basic principle of all philosophy. Achintya, beda, beda. Achintya means inconceivable, beda means different, and abeda means non-different. Hmm? The whole situation. The one is there, God, but he expanded himself in different ways. Eko, Bahusham. So that is described here. Krishna Chaitanya Samgyakam, Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he has expanded himself as Guru. Uh, so I said that before, that Lord Chaitanya has expanded himself into all these different, uh, different categories mentioned in this verse. The Guru, the spiritual master, the devotees, the incarnations, the plenary portions, the energies, and so on. And now, uh, and okay, and Srila Prabhupada is, is making that statement. Hmm. Uh, so another point I highlighted from Srila Prabhupada's lecture is, you know, you're coming all from foreign countries. 
Bhagavad Gita is popular in your country, at least among the scholars and theosophists and theologists going on for the last 200 years at least, but nobody understood Krishna. That is the difference. Now for the last, say five or 10 years, because we are presenting Krishna as it is, it has become very easy for you to accept it. Unadulterated Krishna. Before this, everything was presented unadulterated. Therefore, there was no effect. So if you push on this movement, unadulterated Krishna, it will go on, it will go on. And as soon as you adulterate Krishna, it will not go on. It will not be effective. You may be a very good scholar a very good, or a very good politician or this or that, but you will never understand what is Krishna. End of quote. Um, so for transcribers, I'm quoting from the, uh, from the lecture Srila Prabhupada gave on the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adli Lila 1. One. There's only one lecture on that topic in the Veda base on Adi 1 1. So can't go wrong. Um, yeah. So this uh, unadulterated Krishna, um, uh, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, uh, that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission is about, that is what are the teachings from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's unadulterated, uh, pure love of God, pure devotional service. Kechit Kevalaya Bhakti Vasudev Parayana. So therefore the Srimad Bhagavatam is particularly the one book that is uh, totally dedicated to that. Right? It is unadulterated. Mm. Um, this is the purpose of existence. Sometimes uh, scholars, they describe the brand of bhakti of, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as emotional bhakti. Uh, and they say, like, uh, they look at the history of how bhakti appears over time and they study that and then say, like, yes, and previously uh, there's a bhakti based on the Vishnu Purana, which is like uh, somewhat more uh, it's it's more based on on gyan it's more based on on uh, a more rational type of bhakti and i think chaitanya mahaprabhu's is the is a variation the emotional variation they don't understand that the very essence of bhakti the very essence of bhakti is is love, it's bhaj, it's bhaj dhatu. It is loving service, loving worship. Mm. So in this way, mm. bhakti is gradually being revealed. Mm. It is gradually being revealed. And in the Bhagavad Purana, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhakti is fully revealed. And in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Bhakti is fully revealed. And therefore, especially Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are like 
just basically going hand in hand, side by side. Um, the Bhagavatam is at the very core of, of his movement. Um, it is giving that same, that very same, unadulterated, that very same, unadulterated uh, version of Krishna consciousness, which Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is putting in, into practice. Therefore, uh, one can say that the Chaitanya Charitamrita is, in one sense, the uh, extension of the Bhagavatam. Um, it is also Bhagavatam. We say Bhagavad Gita is the preliminary philosophy uh, introducing us to Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the same as Bhagavatam, and it is giving us like the introductory philosophy that is also there in the Bhagavatam. Then we carry on with the Bhagavatam and then with Chaitanya Charitamrita, we get the same Bhagavatam, but this time enacted, enacted by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the essence of that Bhagavatam taught by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, in, in word and deed and, and also uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu citing Srimad Bhagavatam as his principal evidence. And then the Goswamis citing Bhagavatam as the principal evidence. So this Chaitanya Charitamrita means we are talking of the living force, not of the dead matter. We should always remember. So when Prabhupada is bringing this up, he has addressed this, and this is given as the introduction of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. That introduction of the Chaitanya Charitamrita is based on five lectures that Srila Prabhupada gave on on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he begins to describe that Chaitanya, the word Chaitanya means the living force, and it means it's it's moving. and Prabhupada is describing that living, that life means movement. And that where there's movement, there's life. Uh, and how a table doesn't move, and how there's no life, how it's a lifeless item. Uh, so the Lord, uh, then we can see the Lord as the prime mover, uh, the prime mover who said, who set everything in motion in the beginning and who still that very that very motion uh, in this world. So Chaitanya Charitamrita means we're talking of the living force, not of the dead matter. We should always remember. So the Guru belongs to that living force and Isa, Isa means controller. So everyone, that living force, Gurun, Isa, Isa Bhaktan, Isa Bhaktam and Isan, so they're all living force. The Lord, his devotee, his representative, everyone, they belong to the spiritual platform, living force. Um, Chaitanya, it is the, the, the spiritual, uh, yeah, the, the soul coming from the spiritual platform that moves the dead matter. Uh, Prabhupada said to Dr. Wolf Rutkai in Germany, 
the body never dies. Not only does the soul never die, the body also doesn't die because the body was never alive in the first place. It is only the soul that moves the body. Therefore, the body never dies because it was never alive. And the soul also never dies because it's always alive. So that's very interesting. Um, so they're all living force. Uh, everything, everyone, they belong to the spiritual platform, living force. Chaitanya Samgyakam. Chaitanya means living. That personification of all living forces is Krishna Chaitanya. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. People mistake Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because by misfortune they understand Krishna Chaitanya as a devotee or just like so-called sadhu or yogi like that. That is mistake. Krishna Chaitanya means the original living force, Krishna. Hmm. And then he quotes the verse of uh, Sarva Bhoma Bhattacharya. Vairagya vidyanitya bhakti yoga siksattam ekapurasa purana si krishna chitanya sarira dari kripam budhirya stamaham prapadye sisimadya 6254. So, si krishna chitanya is the same krishna. Purana Purusha, Adyam Purana Purusha. Purana Purusha means Krishna, the original personality of Godhead. Very old. Purana means very old. So, Vairagya Vijaya Siksartam. Because we're suffering here on account of so many designations. So, Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to purify us from all these nonsense designations. That is called Vairagya Vijaya. Rag means attachment. So, and virag, this false attachment we have to give up. That is practically being manifest by practical life. How to love Krishna, how to approach him. That is the characteristic of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. So how to give up this false attachment and this is, uh, and, and how to develop the attachment to Krishna. Mm. That is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is coming to teach, and he teaches that through all these other uh, personalities. Vande Gurun, Isa Bhaktam, Isa and so on. Tat Prakasam, Tat Shakti, Chaitanya Samkhyaka. Mm-hmm. And therefore, quote, and therefore is described in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto, Krishna Varnam Trisa Krishnam, Srimad Bhagavatam 11.532, Krishna Varnam, he belongs to the same category, Krishna, or he's describing Krishna always. His only business is to describe Krishna, but his complexion is not Krishna, a Krishna, a Krishna. Our Krishna means white, because Krishna had many colors. One of the colors was Pitta, golden, golden avatar. So, Trisa Krishna, Sangupangastra Parsadam. This Sangupangastra Parsadam is described here, that Gurum, 
Gurun, Isam, Isabaktam, Isavataram, Tatprakasam, Satat Shakti. That is Sangupanga, Sangupanga. Uh, that he comes with his angas, his upangas, he comes with his uh, his limbs and, and his sublimbs, he comes with all, with his expansions. Mm. So these are the expansions of the Lord. Sangupanga, Sangupanga. So Vande Gurun Isa Bhaktam Isa Avatartam Tats Prakasham Tats Shakti. These are the uh, expansions of the Lord, the Sangupanga, Sangha Upanga. Yes. So this is very nice how, uh, so Srila Prabhupada in this way gives us some, um, his explanations to the verse. Simile, quote, quote, Simile, Guru, there may be many Gurus, it doesn't matter, but their philosophy must be one to teach everyone that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So there may be thousands of Guru, but the Guru's business is to teach the disciple that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the test of Guru. If Guru is teaching something else, nonsense, then he's not Guru. Gurur Nasasyat. And that verse, Gurur Nasasyat, Pita Nasasyat Janani Sasasyan, is basically stating that One, sh- one cannot act as a guru, as a parent, if one cannot deliver his dependence. And one can only deliver their, his dependence if he gives them devotional service. Mm-hmm. That evidence is, is given in the verse. In that verse, it is said that um, even if one has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, one will again fall down unless he has taken shelter at the lot- at the at the feet of Yenjirvindaksha of the lotus-eyed supreme personality of Godhead. Mm. <laughs> Sorry for yawning upon you. Um, I should <laughs> I should clip my fingers each time I do so. Um, I need some movement, I think. So um, we appreciate that. Uh, these discussions of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, because within it, um, within it, we find our purpose. Um, it is, after all, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Yuga Avatar, and he gives us the Yuga Dharma, and therefore, uh, devotional service in this age is particularly shaped according to Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's emphasis, which is Harinam Sankirtan. It is the congregational glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which, uh, which is meant to spread all over the world. So there's this 
matter of increasing and increasing and increasing the uh, the ecstasy of uh, of glorifying Krishna and you know Krishna kirtana gana nartana paro premam ritambo nidi it is this Krishna kirtana gana singing in Krishna kirtan nartana paro dancing in Krishna kirtan and being immersed premam ritambo in the ocean of transcendental love so this ocean of transcendental love is a very central theme uh, which Rupa Goswami gives us in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And we can see that this metaphor is thoroughly uh, established in the heart of the, of the Vaishnavas and who speak of this Premamritambu, this Prema Sindhu, uh, this ocean of Prem. And uh, well, I have in, in previous talks, I thought about it and um, I said, how does it work, this ocean of Prem? The ocean of Prem exists in the spiritual world and also manifests, spills over into the material world. Golo kira prema dana harinam sangana. And then when it comes into the material world and manifests, then uh, we also become part of that. And in that ocean of transcendental love, there is the devotee is always glorifying Krishna. And Krishna is glorifying and reciprocating with his devotee. And then the devotees are together glorifying Krishna. Uh, and oh, they are also in competition with each other, but in full appreciation of of each other's service therefore between the devotees not only between the 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 lord and his devotee there is deep love but there is also deep love between the devotees and the devotees in this way it's an ocean of transcendental love in all directions and in each of these relationships the love is always increasing for that I take you to Adi Lila, chapter 4, where Srimata Radharani, uh, it is described, uh, there's a competition between the qualities of Krishna and the love of Srimata Radharani. And she finds that Krishna's love, Krishna's qualities are unlimited. So as much as she knows of Krishna's qualities, her love embraces that. Then she finds a new quality of Krishna and her love embraces that also. And and then her love increases, and then she finds yet another quality of Krishna, which she also embraces in love. And her love in this way is increasing eternally. This is not only happening with Srimata Radharani, this is happening with all the devotees. And this is not only happening in the, in the relationship with, between Krishna and the devotee, but also between the devotees. Their relationship of love between them is also increasing. And this is this Premamritambo, this nectarian ocean of love, or uh, this immortal ocean of transcendental love, where in all directions, um, between the Lord and his devotees, 
the love is increasing. So in this way, um, by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, may all become emerged in that ocean of transcendental love. And then let the devotees, right, if they even carry one drop of that ocean, then they can drown the whole universe in this, in this ecstatic love of God. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.